0: This is Mohammed Kisi, alias Pong Po in the movie Kickboxer with Jean-Claude Van Damme. You are listening to Justin Ray Harvey. Justin Ray Harvey. Justin Ray Harvey. Hello, this is Melissa Kisi, the wife of legendary actor. Mohammed Kisi, He is also known as Tong Po and the star of the movie Kickboxer. You are listening to our good friend, Justin Ray Harvey.
1: Hello, ladies and gentlemen. The one, the only here, Justin Ray Harvey on the Justin Harvey Show. Today I have a special show for you guys to conduct, which I'm very happy to do. As you all know, I interviewed the legendary Muhammad Kesey, aka Tom Poe from Kickboxer, and I wanted to bring, I wanted to bring a special friend, uh, to me on the show, and, um, without further ado, here she is, the wife of the legendary Tom Poe, Muhammad Kisi, Melissa Kesey. Welcome to the show, Melissa.
0: Hi, nice to be here with you, Justin. So I'm so excited.
1: Oh, I'm 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 excited to have you, dear. And I got to tell my audience, um, me, you, and uh, Muhammad have been, you know, having conversations on social media and all that uh, a couple months now, and and the time has just Melissa, the be honest, the time has just has flew by, you know.
0: So yeah, but I always enjoy your conversations. You're such a sweetheart, and I'm so proud of you. And I enjoy talking to you, and I know Muhammad does as well.
1: Oh, thank you, dear. I I really appreciate that. And um, my my first question is, and um, yeah, you, know, you know, um. How did you how did you meet Muhammad and you know, kind think of give my audience that story to begin with because I think that's you know um interesting mm-hmm. in itself. But before we get to that, Melissa, kinda give people your background and where you come from.
0: So. Um, I was right. I was born in South Dakota in the United States. Um, my dad's family had come from Odessa, Ukraine, and they were uh, French and Russian. And my mom's family was originally from uh, Scandinavia and Czechoslovakia, and they um, <laughs> both of those families ended up migrating to the U.S. And then they met and then came along little old me in, in South Dakota. And then um, I've kind of moved all around the place. I've lived in Las Vegas and Atlanta. Utah and um, I, yeah. So that's I, I ended up uh, moving to Las Vegas and then moving back to Utah for a while and then pretty soon I'll be moving to California. So that's kind of how that's where my family's from. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Wow, that that that's amazing. And um, you you were telling me, and I I think this is like one of our first you know conversations that um um. When you were growing up, you you really liked Kickboxer, and I mean it it amazes me that you know that you're married to the guy that actually played um, one of the bad one of the baddest guys on the planet, and and, you know which brings me to this statement, people, you know don't judge a book by its cover because even though somebody might uh, play a bad guy on a movie or something, they could be the sweetest person on this planet.
0: <laughs> that is so true. So many people talk to me and, and, and talk to Muhammad and tell both of us, oh my gosh, when I watched Kickboxer and I saw Tong Po, he was so you know, scary and he was so this and he was so that and just terrifying and, and you would never know in real life. He's like the sweetest, most loving, kind human being, like he's like the turn the other cheek person and the, like, you know, not lift up a hand towards, I mean, he literally is like, so just calm and like thoughtful and that's the type of person he is. I mean, it blows me away all the time. So, I, you know, we joke around, and like, how could you play such a beast and then <laughs> be such a little teddy bear, <laughs> but he truly is a little teddy bear in real life. That's the way he is.
1: Well, oh, oh, ab- absolutely, Melissa. And, and here, here's another reason I respect um, Muhammad Gisi. Not only that, but he um, he promotes um, kids to stay away from drugs and and all the bad stuff. You, you know, I mean, I, I commend yeah. him on that as
0: well. So and that's something that's very, very, very important to him, and he has done a lot of social work. I mean, just on his own accord, going around and talking, you know, going to dojos and going to schools and things like that so that he can teach kids to enroll themselves and involve themselves in activities and whatever their activity is to keep them, you know, uh, busy and, and feeling like they're accomplishing something and keep, you know, give them a sense of self-worth. And he always recommends Shotokan Karate because, it's, you know, so, you know, it's not an aggressive type of sport. It's something that's about peace and about defense. So he always is doing things like that. And even as we speak, I mean, even when, you know, he comes back, when he's done filming in Morocco, you know, is, we're looking for, you know, places for him so he can go do a lot of social work and talk to kids and keep them off of drugs. He's very, very adamant about that and passionate about that. And I, I find that, you know, and and he wa- he doesn't just, Say it. He 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 doesn't just talk the talk; he walks the walk. <laughs> he's a very very much an example in that regard.
1: Oh oh, a- a- absolutely, Melissa. Because like when when I when I first approached Muhammad about you know doing an interview, you know he's like you know absolutely, and um and then I produced you know I produced some of my you know latest work and I. I about hit the floor when he said he sent me a uh, voice message back saying, you know, I love I love your work and you know I I had no idea that that I was gonna you know build a really good uh, friendship with you guys you know it's it's amazing.
0: It is amazing and it's so nice. It really is nice. I mean, who would have thought that all of these years ago that. I mean, that's the wonderful thing about it is that it was, you know, the, the ambition and, and the the precursor of all of this, the preemptive of Jean-Claude and, and Mohammed coming to America from Belgium and and living their dream and then having these passionate, you know, viewpoints and working so hard and then they made this movie. And then from it, I mean, I can see like with the fans and the friends and everything like that, I never really knew how you know, much that affected people, and people say that all the time, you know, that movie kept me off the streets, that movie kept me out of drugs, and they made me push myself so I could work out harder at the gym, or I could, you know, walk finally from, you know, like, my accident, or, you know, like, the, people use that as, as a, a pivotal point, and I it was the same way when I was a kid. When I first saw the movies, I was addicted to them. I couldn't believe i mean i it spoke to me, and I had no idea whatsoever <laughs> I would ever meet <laughs> Mohammed kisi but um, i'm it's it's such a wonderful thing, and I think that everyone finds like a you know everyone finds something within that 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 work and that passion that Jean claude and Mohammed put out that that says something to them, and they can like you know, become affiliated with each other with, and I think that that's so amazing. I think it's brought a lot of people together, and I think that that's wonderful. It's something that, it's the gift that keeps on giving, you know?
1: Oh, I, I, absolutely, and um, and, not, and not to get my um, audience confused because they're like Mohammed, you know, because I, I want to mention that um, for a long time Mohammed's acting name was Michelle Kesey. So I just wanted to also put that in there as well so my audience, you know, doesn't get confused. M- Michelle and Mohammed are the same person. So.
0: Yes, and I think I don't know every detail of that story, but from what Muhammad's told me, I think, you know, when he was working, I think that sometimes, un- unfortunately, the name Muhammad brought some stereotype, and he was working with... Um, I think the name might have come from Jean Claude's dad. I think he might have started calling him that. I'll have to ask Mohammed exactly but so it's a name they started calling him because when he was little he was do, he was working when he was like a teenager and he was doing grocery deliveries, so they started calling him Michelle. I'll have to ask the exact details on it, I forgot, but yeah. So so he was known as Michelle for a long time and then even recently when, you know, he's been talking about, you know, coming over and doing um movies in America because he's been doing them successfully, you know, across seas, he says, do you think I should change my name? Like, should I stick with Michelle or should I go with Mohammed? And I'm like, you should stay with Mohammed. That's a beautiful name. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's her name. That's the name that your parents gave you, your mommy and daddy gave you. And and it's it signifies something wonderful. And I think that, you know, like all of his credentials, like, are lined up with that, so I'm like, I don't know, but I do. I mean, people do call him Michelle all the time, which is fine, but at the same time, it's like, <laughs> I don't know. To him, to me, he's Muhammad.
1: Just <laughs> because cause when I when I first approached him, Melissa, and this is funny because I'm sure Muhammad could tell you this to verify, but when I when I first you know approached him, one of my one of my first messages messages to Mohammed was. You know, what should I call you? Should I call you Muhammad? Should I call you Michelle? You know, because I grew up, you know, him as Michelle Giese, and I'm like, I don't want to offend you, sir, but, you know, what What should I call you? You know, so he's like, you can, <laughs> you can call me Michelle or Muhammad, and I just kind of, you know, Mah- the name Muhammad just kind of, you know, grew on me, so.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's what he said to me too I'm like, what do I call you When I first like really met him And became his friend He's like, you can call me whatever you want I'm like, okay, hi baby <laughs> Just kidding
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. He said it, ladies and gentlemen Not me, because you'll never catch me Calling Muhammad Kisi uh, A crybaby He'll fly to West Virginia Just to kick my ass
0: <laughs> no, <laughs> <It's> so funny. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of crazy when um, the story of how we met. And it's kind of crazy in this <laughs> the century of social media.
1: Oh, oh yeah, and I I think that that's a good you know story in itself. If you wanted to share how y'all actually met, that would be great.
0: Well, like, as you know, like, I've always been a fan of Jean-Claude Van Damme and his movies. I mean, honestly, those were the first movies that I ever started watching, you know, like, on my own as a child, To where it's like, I rented that movie. Every movie he made, I rented. I watched it. I wanted to see it. I owned it. I, You know, I just, I loved the movies. And so I, of course, you know, I remember being... You know, a teenager, and I was watching like Kickboxer, and I was just loving every minute of it. I mean, this just, we all know we love those moments—the the licking of the glass and the <laughs> and the whole thing. You know what I mean? And so I'm like watching this movie, and I'm just thinking, oh my gosh! Like, you know, Jean Claude Van Damme is such an amazing actor, and I, and I think always Tong Poe I thought, wow, that guy's crazy good. I just thought he was awesome. You know. And um, so, you know, when I was on Facebook, I, you know how you push your likes and what you want, you know, for your profile. Mm-hmm. And I liked that I liked Jean-Claude Van Damme, and it put me into like a, uh, you know, like a forum for Jean-Claude. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I had to make remarks on stuff with movies and push I like this and I like that. And we had a friend... Um, a fellow fan, his name was Joe Van Mueller, and he messaged me one day. And he said, "I noticed that you like, you really like the John Claude Van Damme movies." And I said, "Of course I do." And he said, "Well, do you know who Muhammad Kisi is?" And I said, "No, I don't." And he said, "Are you joking?" <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, I, I, I don't know who you're talking about." And he said, "Muhammad Kisi, he played Tong Po," and I was like, "Oh!" of course I know who Tong Po is. And he's just like, well, he's a really sweet guy. He's Mm -hmm. awesome. He's the sweetest person you'll ever meet. He's so adorable. Like he, you know, you should send him a friendship request. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, I can't, I, you know, in my mind, I was like consorting with myself. Like why would, you know, he accept my friendship request to him that, you know, I didn't think that that was something that would ever happen. and, Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, so I sent Muhammad a of friendship request and and um I think like a month or three weeks went by or something like that and um and uh I got all of a sudden like a message from him. He like commented on my picture, he said something to me in my inbox that was cute mm-hmm. and I was like, is what? <laughs> like, <laughs> and um so I said, thank you. I'm like, it's such an honor to be your friend. And, and I appreciate your work. And I'm, you know, and I was just like that on that regard. And he was so nice back. And then it just started from there. We were friends and then we just kept talking and it grew and it grew. And, and then he finally told me, he said, you know, I actually have like a lot of friendship requests, like thousands of them. <laughs> and he said, I was, um, at, uh, the house, and he said, I was going through. I think he said he was with Jean Claude, and he said, I was going, I just decided to get on Facebook because he said, When I started Facebook,
1: mm. he
0: said, I, I never really, um you know, was on it that much. He had his assistant and his agents, and all, you know, they were mostly starting it. And they said, Well, we should start this profile as a professional profile, like you're a public figure. Mm. And Mohammed was like, No, 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 just do a personal one. He's like, Make it open to the fans so that they can friend me and they can message me and they can post to my wall and you know, make it friendly like that because that's the type of person he is. He's very personable and um and he has that like attitude of just very kind, you know, and and approachable and so and so he said, I was never really on Facebook and he said, then I got on Facebook and he said and I saw, you know, all my friendship requests and he's like, I was running down the line and he's like, then I saw your face and he's like, I stopped <laughs> And then he's like, who is this? But he told me, he said, I wanted to make sure you weren't psychotic. <laughs> Some crazy woman. And so he said, I watched you for a couple weeks <laughs> and looked at your posts and looked at your pictures and made sure, you know, I he's like, I wanted to know the person that you were. And so then, you know, we became friends and he was mm-hmm. so sweet and so loving and so personable. And we just began, you know, talking from there, and then the relationship started. And we always say that to each other. We're like, this is so crazy. Like, how in the world did, you know, two people from different parts of the world meet each other? And so we always say, you know, to Joe Van Mueller, thank you (laughs) for suggesting that I send him a friendship request. and, And I don't know, it was just, it's crazy. It's it's like a modern-day story, and I know that, like, and, and, of course, like, all the people that were involved in our lives were like, is that really him? Who is he? That is that a catfish? And then people would say the same thing to him. Well, maybe she's just some psychotic person who's posting pictures of other people. <laughs> uh,
1: that, that That's amazing in itself, and I'm going to go on record here, Melissa, and say that knowing, knowing you and Muhammad and actually being friends with you and Muhammad, I feel... And, and this is the honest truth. I feel like I'm in heaven. I mean, because my if my brother was still around today, he would be so proud that you know I was able to contact you know Muhammad and you and and do these interviews because there was a, there was a time I went through like a like a depression and but before he had passed, he said you really need to get back into your shows because you love doing it, and you're good at it, and so, in a way, with me doing these shows, I'm honoring my brother's memory, so he would be, he would be very proud, because me and him used to watch Kickboxer, and and do the compo poses, and the cheer, and I mean, it's just, you know, Kickboxer brings back a lot of
0: memories, so. That's so sweet. And every time you talk about that, you know, you tug at my heartstrings. And like the video you posted the other day with you and your brother, like by the time I got to the face of him, I just just bawled. And I think that you're such an amazing, wonderful person and such an inspiration. Literally, I'm not just saying words of, you know, Literally, like, when I look at you, like, you're so happy, you're so loving, you're so sweet, and you're doing so many good things, and you just keep, like, pushing, you know, you've accomplished so much, and, and other people, you know, can't even say what, what you've done, because they have their own excuses and their own this and their that, and it's like you, <clears throat> literally.
1: Mm-hmm
0: have just done so many wonderful things and like believed in yourself and people love you for that because you're such a sweet, earnest, genuine human being. And I know your brother is proud of you, you know, I'm saying, and and it's unfortunate. It breaks my heart that things like this happen. It's the worst possibility. It's a nightmare. But, but I mean, I know that, you know, without getting too like religious, he's in God's heart and he's, he's there with you you know what i'm saying like you're gonna see him again and what you're doing right now is an homage to him like you're just doing wonderful things and i know that like you're something to be proud of and i even your little sweet mommy when i read her you know messages on facebook and stuff like that same thing like yeah and that's and that's the right thing is to follow what your family says Think about what makes you happy, you know what I mean? For him to be able to tell you that and look and look and you're doing it, like I know that that, like you've expressed me on our, you know, private conversations as friends, that it does make you feel stronger. It does help you get through your trials. It does make things a little bit easier. And so your brother knew that. So you're doing a wonderful thing for him and for you to. Be pursuing, you know, your dreams like this, and people love you because Justin, you're a good person, and I'm proud to be your friend. I, I thank you,
1: Melissa. And um, like I was telling you earlier, I wanted to share with you on air. Um, I was, um, I was in the car the other day, and um, I was watching Kickboxer on my iPad, which. I do that pretty religiously now, like when I go on a road trip and, um, I started, I started to get like car sick and, you know, cause I, I do, I do have problems with that and especially with the health issues that I've been dealing with right now. Um, and my mom immediately said to me, she said, she said, it's going to be okay. Just, just watch Tompo kick JCVDs, but you'll be fine. <laughs> 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 so, uh, but, um, it's terrible. <laughs> but um, I'd take 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 my audience through possibly a typical day with with you because I have to commend you. Honestly, I mean, I commend Muhammad, but uh, you know, um. You know, wives of superstars like Muhammad, to me, they make the real sacrifice because they have to spend so much time away from their loved one because of, you know, movies and and, and promotions and the fans. You know, take us take us through you know a typical day of Melissa Keithy.
0: <laughs> um, my typical day is not so you know extravagant it's just you know a lot of work a lot of phone calls i try to assist muhammad the best i can sometimes he'll send me stuff for screenplays and be like what do you think about this portion what do you think about that portion do you think i should rewrite this we're introducing a new character things like that you know like um he always gets my opinion for things and so i'm usually very busy doing um work and a lot of emails, a lot of phone calls, a lot of research, things like that. And I spend, you know, I'm, I'm soaking up a lot of time with my family as much as I can right now because, like I said, we'll be, you know, once he gets done with his filming uh, for the Pact, well, he might name it an I for an eye now. And once he gets done filming for that, we'll be moving to California. So I, I spend all my extra time you know, tr- trying to be with my little nephews and things like that, but Muhammad always, he he's so good about always involving me, like, even if he's off, you know, and when he was with Jean-Claude in their 360 world tour thing, like, if he was in Cannes or Russia and he was meeting uh, Vladimir, I forgot his name, the president, the <laughs> Russian, oh, God, I'm going to get crucified for this. <laughs> and, uh, did I just make myself sound dumb yes (laughs) and when he was um you know going to all these places with Jean-Claude he always involves me he always calls me he's such a sweet husband like he'll call me during the day and text me and say I miss you I love you and then he'll call me every night let me know what's going on and the crazy thing like yeah and then he'll be like someone wants to say hi to you and it was Jean-Claude and he's like Melissa, (laughs) this is Jean-Claude, how are you? And I was like, oh, my God. (laughs) It was kind of crazy. And I guess when Jean-Claude got off the phone, he told Mohammed, he said, she's kind of different. And he's like, oh, my God, what do you mean different? And he's like, she didn't seem like she was that excited to talk to me. (laughs) But because when Jean-Claude first called me, he had a really bad cold and so he didn't sound like himself so I thought Muhammad was playing a trick on me so the whole time Jean-Claude was talking to me I was like uh-huh okay so yeah yeah and he's like you're gonna come to California and you're gonna come visit us and walk, walk around with the sunset and he was so gratuitous and so sweet and I was like yeah I'll you know during the time actually my mom was going through a a health condition, and so I was trying to take care of her, so I couldn't make the trip. But on the back of my mind, I thought, Mom, it's playing a trick on me. And then it was really actually Jean-Claude talking to me, and I didn't know it. (laughs) It That
1: that is funny. Yeah, that's that's
0: hilarious. (laughs) And then they think they were, like, getting ready to take off on their plane at one point. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were going from like France to Russia or something like that. And then I got to speak to Jean Claude again, and he's like, Melissa, <laughs> when are you going to come and visit us? And, and I was telling him, you know, I'll with, step with my passport and trying to do this and trying to do that. And he's like, "He's like, okay, I love you, but he's like, frankly, he's like, I'm getting sick of hearing about you. All Muhammad does is Melissa, this, Melissa. He's like, get over here so I don't have to deal with this anymore (laughs) oh he's so sweet he's so hilarious he's very very funny and um yeah so Muhammad always no matter what no matter what he's doing and he's doing so much right now he's with his movie he's directing he's producing Mm -hmm. he's co-producing he's playing uh two characters in the movie and he's I mean, he's manhandling everything and he's good at it, but it's a lot, a lot of work. And so he always, no matter what he does, he's such a good husband. He always makes time and says hello and I love you and talks to me and, you know, so so it is hard. It is hard being away from each other and being so far apart for now, but... You know, there's a destination and there's an an, an expiration date to this particular thing. So it's good. We look forward to it. We're excited. We're planning, you know, looking for our place and all of that. So it's nice. So, yeah, I mean, people ask us all the time, how do you do that? I don't know how we're doing it. It's hard. I want my husband with me. I want him next to me. I love him. And she wants to be with me too. But at the same time we have a lot of fun and we talk a lot and mm-hmm. we're excited to, you know, make our plans and, and you know, once filming's over then we get to start that so that's gonna be great.
1: Oh awesome Melissa, and um do you do you believe that everything happens for a reason? Because honestly, I don't I don't think it was coincidence that we actually met. I think that it was supposed to have happened and I think that it was um, part of my destiny because, as I shared in a private uh, conversation, when I was little, people would make fun of me because I would watch Bloodsport and Kickboxer religiously and look look at where I'm at today.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> you know, I, I was probably raised, you know, with the belief that things happen, you know, Spontaneously and coincidentally, and uh, you know. But I've noticed more as I as I grow older that there is a, synchro, a synchrosity. I don't I don't know if I'm saying the word right, but it, it, things synchronize and things mm-hmm. perpetuate themselves and they meld and they marry and they. I think you, you put like a certain energy out there, and I think that it's going to come back to you. I think you reap what you sow. I think. I mean, how could you not? I mean, when you when you're in a position to where you're thinking about something all the time and you're reaching out to that all the time, I mean, you're going to touch it and it's going to bring it into your atmosphere. So I I do think that, and I think that it's a wonderful, beautiful gift. I think it's amazing. I know that I've told, you know, Muhammad before, uh, before I met him, I was in a really bad relationship, abusive relationship, and I think um, I, I spent... My whole youth watching Jean-Claude Van Damme movies and watching, you know, Mohammed in his movies. And one of the worst nights of my life, I remember I put in his movie and put in Kickboxer, and I was watching, you know, the movie, and I fell asleep. And I know this sounds sappy, but I fell asleep to the movie, and I remember I had tears in my eyes and I was crying. And I said, please, God, like, please, like, just, I i, I want to be a good person, and I am a good person, and I just want, like, a husband who loves me, and I want a normal life, and I want, you know, just the, the good things, like, I just want that, like, please help me get that. And I fell asleep, and the last thing I saw was Tong Po, like, flipping around in the ring <laughs> in this little man gear. <laughs> And that's the last thing I saw. And I had no idea for no idea, like, a year and a half or two years later that I would actually meet the love of my life. And 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 it wasn't even the situation to where I was, like, some groupie who was, like, pursuing it and and writing in and, you know, sending messages. And I had no idea. It was, like, completely 100% boop, there it is. And I was, like, oh, my God. So I, I, I look at back at that and I think – wow, like there has to be some sort of something is meant to be or something sort of energy, and I see that. I do see that with the friends that I've met on Facebook, with the wonderful fans of my husband and his friend John Claude, and, and also with you and, and your experiences that you tell me and the way that you feel about things and the strength that things give you. I think that there's something very, very beautiful and very, very uh, patterned whether we can understand it or not, I do I do agree with that. I think it's humbling. I think it's wonderful.
1: Oh, oh absolutely. Well, one thing that I can clarify, Melissa, is um, one thing that I do know for sure, I don't know if I will ever get a Jean-Claude Van Damme book for a show, ladies and gentlemen, but I do know for a fact that he does know of me through, through Muhammad because I got a message from Mohammed. Um, I think it was like a month ago. He he said that Mohammed um, um, actually told JCVD about me and what I've been doing. It's just a matter of getting a hold of JCVD.
0: Yeah, and I'm sure I'm sure that will happen because if you've watched, you know, any of JC's. Videos and stuff like with like when he had his show behind closed doors, he's very very um emotional tender person, like he's very tender hearted you know and so like he's I think that that would some be something that touches his heart, and I think that he would love to do something like that, he's very you know how he is, he's about the environment and about pets and and animal rights and the way people are treated and so He's very loving, so I think something like that would happen. I know he's extremely busy, but, um, you know, but at the same time I think it's nice that Muhammad said something, and then also I know his friend Walid, Um he's also a very sweet, sweet person. So, yeah, I think things will come in time. I think things will be good, Justin.
1: Oh, absolutely, Melissa, because um – what what I want my audience to understand is, you know, I've worked for years to get to this moment right here because, you know, there's a lot of radio show hosts out there that say they can get this person and they can get that person, Melissa, but the difference between them and I, they have a manager to go out and, you know, physically get them their guests. And I'm doing everything... I'm doing everything, you know, on my own, getting the guests and, and, you know, putting putting the shows together.
0: So. Yeah, that's very commendable of you and very admirable. And I think that what you're doing, you know, is amazing. And, of course, you know, when people have a manager and the people have a team around them, they get, you know, more... Uh, affiliates and networking and stuff like that. So what you're doing is wonderful, and I think you're truly blessed, and so it's going to be great. And and the upside to what you're doing is, is you're doing it because you have a passion for it, and you're doing it because you have a love for it, and you're doing it because you want to share it with other people, and you're not doing it for money. You're not doing it for prestige. You're not doing it for any of these other things. And so I think it would take a good person in the position to be able to see that and to be able to want to uh, collaborate with that and, and, um, you know what I mean? And and that's why it's going to be so good. And that's why it's so precious. You know what I mean? You're
1: not,
0: it's, it's not anything other than that. And I think that that's a beautiful thing. I think that that's the heart of the reason, you know, why, um, when I, when I always think, no matter what, like, you know, no matter what Mohammed's done with cinema or Jean Claude, I always go back to thinking about two little boys in school <laughs> and how cute they were together. <laughs> and Mohammed's story was, as he said, they showed up one day and there was a day at their school that they were supposed to give their mommy something. They were supposed to buy their mommy a gift. Well, Mohammed didn't have any money. And so Jean Claude opened up his little box. And he shared his money with Muhammad, so Muhammad did a gift for his mommy. And Muhammad's like, that's always the person that I hang on to that I always remember. It's that. And us, when we were teenagers and everyone told us that we couldn't do it and we were going to be stupid if we moved to America and we were going to be forlorn. And he said, and we just took everything we had and we went, you know. And he said, and that's that ambition, that that's that that. Like thing that we had something that we felt that we needed to share, and so it's the same thing, you know, with what you're doing. It's it's the passion, it's the it's the love that you're sharing with people, it's the story, it's the the connectivity of the the, the point in something that makes people feel something. And of course, there's always a lot of people around the whole thing, you know, agents and, and the this contract and that and that and money, money, money. But it's like the story. You know what I'm saying? That's the story. And so, like, you're wanting to share the story, and you're wanting to share how the story affected you. And so that's why I think it's so pure and it's so beautiful, and people identify with that. And that's why Muhammad loves you. That's why I love you. And I think that that's why, you know, it's such a wonderful thing what you're doing.
1: And, and Melissa, I wanted wanted to get your thoughts on... um, um, uh, First, I want to say... Um, I want to get your thoughts on two things here. I want to get your thoughts on um, Kickboxer 2 because um, Muhammad returned in Kickboxer 2, and I think that's why that one was a success is because he actually returned um, to the Kickboxer franchise for that one. And also I wanted to get your thoughts on they're in the process of – and I said, oh, good Lord, you know, because it's not going to be as good as the classic, but they're in the process of remaking Kickboxer, and I wanted to get your thoughts on that as well.
0: Um, I don't know a lot on the subject, to be 100% honest with you. Mm-hmm. I feel in my heart that, you know, Muhammad was the original that, I mean, he is Tong Po, you know what I mean? Like it, that's his personification. But I, you know, the time that things were redone, I think, you know, w- without saying too much, <laughs> there was an, there was an issue with, um, there was an issue with loyalty and there was an issue with some certain things. And I am friends with Kemal Kresa. Like he, He's a wonderful person. I think he's great. He's my friend on Facebook. But I um, I think that the, the major thing was is that there was some personal issues with um, obligations that weren't met uh, mm-hmm. between certain people. And so Muhammad decided that he wasn't going to carry through with it. And as his wife, I support him one hundred percent and I understand one hundred percent and so um you know it's no one else's fault. I think that, you know, uh Camel did a wonderful job and I think he's a great person. He really is. He's a sweetheart. I'm a friend with him. But um yeah, that's kind of the there was there was a little bit of a plink, like a little bit of a drop off. So mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah there's, there, there's there's one
1: there's one thing that I didn't like though. I mean he did it he did a good job as Tom Poe four. I just didn't like how they turned the character. I didn't like how they turned the character into like a drug Lord, you know? I mean, it's like they went off the wall with, with the Tom Poe character. I mean, I would have loved to have seen like, um, a kickboxer where, you know, Tom Poe kind of feels, feels bad about, you know, breaking the back of Van Damme's brother. And they kind of, you know, reconcile and, and work work together as a team.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Muhammad actually agrees with that concept, and he's had some people say that to him. Um, actually, when Kickboxer was made, he actually there there was actually a different uh, direction that the script was going. And um, I think on his interview, he touched on that. You know, about how he was through going through the house and he, you know, hit somebody and then they turned out to be the mother of and, like, all this other stuff. And Muhammad's the one who actually implemented a lot of the features with um, Tong Po's character and Tong Po's story. Um, Muhammad was behind that. Muhammad was actually behind his own character because the men for the movie were looking for, you know, uh, we need a big, we need a fierce guy, we need a Thai guy, we need a da-da-da-da-da, and they were going on and on. And he said to, you know, why don't I... You know, be Tong Po. And I think that his name was Tom, Tom Po or something like that. Yeah, Tong cha- Po,
1: T O N G, instead of Tom. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. And he changed it to Tong Po and he said, Why don't I play the guy? And everyone looked at him and they said, yeah. You're so sweet. You're so cute with your black curly hair. <laughs> Big smile. You can't do this. And he's like, Just let me show you. And so he went through makeup, and they put the prosthetics on him, and they turned him into this beast. Mm-hmm. And and he played the part, and um he walked in, you know, with a uh I don't, you know, excuse me for not knowing the lingo, the producers, the casting, whatever. And he mm-hmm. came through, and and they didn't even recognize him. They're like, oh, we want him. Out of all these guys that they interviewed that were into martial arts and you know badasses, they were like, we want him. And they're like, Do you know who this is? And they're like, What? <laughs> so he got that part. He implemented so many things into the part, his books, his acting, his the storyline, and he did a lot for it. And and what's really sad and it's an understory that right now is for another time, but I mean they put on the credits Tom Poe playing himself. Instead of Kong yes. Po and Muhammad Kisi. And so he needed, you know, it's like people were always confused. They're like, okay, is this a real person? You know what I'm saying? But if people knew that this character that played something so well and so brilliant was this person, mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's, you know, so important. So, yeah. And and so, I, you know, there's a couple things that happened along the way to where he didn't, he chose not to participate in the the whole, you know, machine of Tong Po, but yes, I mean I'm not saying this as his wife, I'm saying it as just a fan. I think that he is the Tong Po. He's the original Tong Po like there is no other <laughs> I, I, absolutely
1: absolutely not. I mean he was he was perfect for the part and um my next question, Melissa, and before I ask this, um I I, I do want to say to my audience, um um Mohammed Kisi actually <laughs> Uh, told me in a message if he's ever in, like, one of his next films in um, the U.S., he says, Justin, I'm going to be calling you. (laughs) And I was like, that's going to be awesome. So, I mean, that's even a possibility, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen. You may even see me in one of his films. I mean, that would be awesome. But, you know, being surrounded by this, Melissa, have have you ever thought of, you know,
0: actually being in a film with Muhammad? Um, you know, to tell you the honest-to-God truth, I was painfully shy as a child. And to show emotion to people is like the scariest thing to me. And I know that when you're acting, you're, you're portraying emotion. But um, I, I'm terrified. I was I was so shy in school. I was so shy that I would like literally take my lunch and I would go to the library or I'd go to the bathroom and eat my lunch there. So when Muhammad talked to me and he said, "I think you would be great for, you know, a role in a film," I was like, you know, most people would be like elated. They'd be like, "Oh, oh my God!" And I was like, I wanted to just fall to the floor and be like, "Oh God, oh God!" Oh. <laughs> like. Serious panic attack. (laughs) So, you know, I mean, he's told me, uh, we've talked about like two or three um, screenplays that he's thinking of. Uh, One was named Coma. It's about a a, a woman who's, um, it kind of is reminiscent to Bodyguard with Kevin Costner and Whitney Houston. It's a woman who is a writer and, you know, it depicts, like, her kind of journey as a writer and who she is and her lifestyle, and then something bad happens to her, and she's, you know, stalked and beaten to death, and she's, you know, like, in a coma. And then she comes back out of it, and then she realizes, you know, like, I need to change my life. Like, what's more important in this world? Like, how do I depict myself? How do I depict my writing? And so uh, she, her agency hires her a bodyguard and she's vehemently against it. She's like, no, like she can't stand it. And she's angry and she hates him and he is irritating to her, but he protects her. And there's like, you know, this final great fight scene. And there's all of these things that go back and forth and back and forth. It's a great story. And he wanted me to, to play that part. And there's been two or three other things that he's talked to me about that are really amazing ideas. And I, I keep telling him, I'm like, Oh my God, I've never acted. Like, I feel like so like (laughs) underqualified. And he's like, baby love, listen to me. Just no no, 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 shut up. (laughs) He's like, I am an actor and I am a director and I know talent when I see it and I hear you and I listen to you speak and I watch you do things and he's like, you are going to be wonderful and I will coach you and you're going to do it. You're going to be beautiful at it. So he's like, just do it. And so it's like, okay, okay.
1: <laughs>
0: so it's like, I'm excited to do it. I'm excited to work with him. Um, I don't know which one I'll be doing or if I'll be doing any, but he has two or three things that he's told me about. So... We'll see, we'll see, but yeah. he makes me feel comfortable about it, so. Yeah,
1: you'll, you'll definitely have to keep me posted on that, and um, I'm going to go on record here, and ho- hopefully Muhammad won't kill me for this concept, or this comment here, but I, I thought of a funny idea, I, I thought it would be funny to see Tom Poe meet up with the Ninja Turtles in a funny way.
0: <laughs> anything's possible my god i mean you know i mean all ideas are good that's the one thing that i think is so amazing about muhammad and he he does is that he really looks to find good talent you know within people and looks to see like what they're capable of and he you will know, give them a chance, you know what I mean? Whether it's someone who thinks that they're good at on the, you know, the, the set, and they think that they are a good set designer, or somebody who can act, or somebody who can, you know, um, do cinematography or things like this. And so he looks for that talent, and he likes to open the door of opportunity to them. So those types of things are always open. And it's unfortunate, you know, that we've had some people who are angry. They're very, very angry that they didn't get in the movie and that they weren't chosen for this and they weren't chosen for that. And so they've – if you see anything on, you know, the Internet or things like that, that's what they're doing. They're trying to – they're angry because they didn't get in. You know what I mean? It's people uh, for their own agenda. So – but he is very trusting and he is very open and he always tries to employ the opportunity to anyone. And um, Mm -hmm. so that's how he's found a lot of good talent. He's found a lot of good talent, whether it's an actor, whether it's a writer, whether it's, you know, someone who's good with music, Um, you know, he looks for that and he has the eye for that and the ear for that. And if they want to contribute, it's kind of like a trade-off. Like he gives, he gives people, um, an opportunity to be able to uh, showcase what they have and get their name out there. So I think that that's really good. And I told him one time, you know, this is you know, the protective wife coming out in me. But I was like, baby love, I'm like, oh, you know, how do you deal with certain emails with certain people? And, mm-hmm. and I was like, why, 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 why? And then said, just don't talk to them and just don't this. And he said, honey. He said, I was, you know, didn't know where to go. and didn't have anyone to believe in me. And he's like, I knew I had a talent. And he's like, and that's what I'm trying to give other people. So I'm never going to stop doing that. And so I find the ultimate respect in him treating other people that way. And they've also talked back and forth. And I think even with, I don't know, I think with Jean-Claude and with, um, an affiliate with another, um, country, uh, media to possibly do a show, kind of how you see, like, you know, American Idol or something like that, like America's Next Action Star, mm-hmm. and doing something like that. So, you know, I think in the future that people will have the opportunity provided to them to be able to showcase their, uh, their, you know, skills. Towards this industry, so I think that that's something that's in the works. They have a lot of things in the works, so I think that's something that the fans will be excited about.
1: Oh, absolutely, Melissa. Because because I'll give you a good example. If if Muhammad would call me, let's say let's say if Muhammad would call me and say, okay, you know I've got this movie in the U.S. and we're gonna we're gonna fly you out here and see if you would be good for a part. I would be right on that. Seriously, I would take that opportunity. I wouldn't even I wouldn't even take a second. I would be like, I'll be there. That that's how bad that I would love to work with Muhammad.
0: So, yeah, and I know that he would love that. I know even now mm-hmm. when he's filming his movie, And he's, you know, rewriting parts of the screenplay. I think his original concept is probably going to play out to be about three hours long of a movie. So he had to go through every single thing and make it about an hour and a half long because that's what the, you know, contractual agreements and the budgets and everything allow. So he's going to have to do that. So he had to rewrite a lot of things. And he's probably going to make a sequel to his movie, An Eye for an Eye. And it's going to be phenomenal. Uh, He talks to me about it, and he tells me what's happening and how, like, you know, the screenplay. I read the screenplay. I read the scripts. I looked at everything, and he tells me how it's going to end. And, like, tears ran down my cheeks. I was like, ah. Oh, my God. Like, the storytelling of this man, the detail that he has the, in his head. He's not like a puppet monkey. Like, he's like a creator. Like, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. he's, you know, it's so wonderful. And and all the way through, with people and with things, he's always constantly fresh on, okay, you know, this change with the screenplay, so I'm going to add this person in. This change with the script, so I, this person needs to be over here. Like he has it you know back and forth like a ping pong ping pong game that I can't comprehend with my own mentality, but yes, he's always looking for and always is uh you know found being a foundation for people who want to be in in, in the acting you know business and want to be a storyteller and want to portray those more like he keeps doing it, he keeps switching things around and employing people. Um, so yeah, I think that that would be great for you. I think that you would do so well. I think that we both know between us there's certain people who have said naughty naughty things. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? Fido, <laughs> f it and drive on. <laughs> you're you're gonna be wonderful. I think you will, and you prove that by the way that you act and by the way that you conduct yourself and by all the joy you give to your friends and your fans and your family. And you're such a blessing. So I think that's gonna be great, Justin.
1: Oh uh, absolutely, Melissa, and while I get you on here real quickly, I wanted I wanted to kind of give you an insight of what I've kind of been playing with the idea. You know, I've been playing with this idea in my head. It's not actual it's not an actual script. And I've not told Muhammad about it, but um, I, I thought, you know, you know, I thought about, you know, his whole concept how, you know, he, you know, Tom Poe wants to be remorseful, you know, about um, breaking um, JCVD's brother's back. Well, I come up with like a little story that, you know, Tom Poe has a son which would be played by me who is in a wheelchair, realistically in a wheelchair, and um, I somehow get kidnapped by some dangerous people and Muhammad has to figure out a way to rescue me. He possibly gets J C V to J C V D to help him. I mean it could be a really good it could be a really good story.
0: Are you going to be from the bleeding womb of Miley? <laughs> <laughs> how did I know you was going to say this because you can you just know me, Justin <laughs> no, in all seriousness, and put my I have a very twisted mind <laughs> in, in all seriousness i the concept that you're saying is very good. I think it's amazing. So, yeah, I think that's a good thing. And I think Muhammad even touched on that. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> but,
1: um... Oh, I mean, God. You know, I don't, I don't know if I ever shared this idea with Mohammed, but it's just an idea <laughs> that I've been playing with in my head, so...
0: No, I think it's really good. I do. I do. Muhammad actually, when we were talking with each other, he said, "You know, I wish that there was something more on Tang Po, like the story of him and who he was and what he was doing." And I, I mean, you know, that movie is such a great movie and such a pivotal movie. You know, I mean, of course, when you have your typical people who just watch, you know, multi-million dollar blockbusters and easy peasy the screenplays, you know, but I mean, for the people who really appreciate martial arts and appreciate the storytelling, you know, of movies, which we don't find that type of thing much anymore. It's cinematography, it's shock value, it's, you know, you find a few things here and there, but you don't really find like a, just a good story, you know what I mean? And so I think for the the generation that loves that and the generation that sees that, I think that they're looking for something more. They want it continued, you know, mm-hmm. and Muhammad said the same thing. He's got some ideas on it, and so it's like I hope – I think what you have is a really good idea, and I think that they should do something like that. I think people would re- really, 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 really enjoy it. I think they really would.
1: Yeah, yeah. because, because you know, I'm honestly, Melissa, I was kind of hesitant to tell Muhammad my idea because – you know, I'm not I'm not an actor. You know, I'm just I'm just you know I'm just an average person that's a journalist that you know does radio. But I just you know I I I kind of I kind of got that idea from Muhammad and kind of adapted what um what he had said in in a lot of ways because he said that he would like to do you know some sort of film to where uh, it shows me fighting with honor or something
0: you know so yeah i think it's something that that's good to pursue
1: mm-hmm.
0: i wish um i think you know you know i run Muhammad's fan page and i wish that i overwhelmingly overwhelmingly i can't tell you how many messages come in per day saying please 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 do something with Jean-Claude and Mohammed again. Like, they say it again and again and again. Kickboxer, bloodsport, something, anything. They need to be together. Like, people say this, like, ridiculously. Like, that's the main message. And so it's like, I know that he Like, I will literally wake up in the morning. I will pour myself a cup of coffee. I will go into the administrator page, and there will be, like, 50, 100, 200, 500 people please remake a movie with Jean-Claude and Mohamed. Please do it. Please, 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 please. So it's like, I think they should do something like that. So I think Mohamed will be willing to do it. Mm-hmm. I know that Jean-Claude's very busy and he has some projects he's doing. But I think that, I mean, I know Jean-Claude loves Mohammed. I know he, um, personally, I know that he thinks that he's like a brother to him and that they're so close it's like, he's a comfort to him. I know that they have that relationship with each other. So I hope, you know, I don't know how the whole industry works with, you know, all of the ways that they decide to do anything. But like, I hope that they do something together. That's what the fans want. The fans want them to do something together again. So I think your idea is not off track, you know what I mean, like I think they should do something like that and I just watched, you know, the movie with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sylvester Stallone, Escape Mm -hmm. and of course when you you know, you look you know, if you're going to be like the type of person who's like a cynicist you're going to look at the thing and you're going to be like oh, of course, there's a movie being made with, you know, two of the action stars of the 80s and the 90s and blah, blah, blah They did wonderful together. They were funny. They were, they, they coincided with their, their routine. You know what I mean? Like it, it made it so wonderful. And so it's like, I think there needs to be more movies like that. It's like the brat pack. It's like ocean's 11. It's like, get your asses together and do something wonderful because you did it. And so many people love it. So do it again. (laughs) You know what I mean?
1: Exactly. And I, I think what would make this part authentic, Melissa, is there's been there's been a lot of disabled parts played but um you know, by actors that aren't really disabled. I think I think if you take a person that's really disabled actually playing this part, that would make it ten times even better in the film.
0: Yeah, they definitely need to if if the if the uh, script and the screenplay is going to go in that direction, like what Muhammad said to me, that people need to be a little bit, you know, they need to look at Muhammad as a a refuge and not just an enemy. So, like, they're going to have to put something into that to, to make you put a soft heart into it. You know what I mean? Like like you said, like maybe his son or maybe this or maybe that, or he feels bad for what he's done, and so I think I mean that's why mm-hmm. I mean you look at like you know the comics and stuff, and you look at like San mm-hmm. Diego that's why people love you know they love they love seeing heroin, but they all they they love the the plight mm-hmm. of you know the villain like mm-hmm. changing into a human thing like a person who has. You know, a, a, a tellable story, and so it's like that's like a good a good thing. I think, I think it's a very good thing. And Muhammad's even talked to me about it. He's talked to me about like, oh, I think we should do something with Ma- with you know, Tong Po turning around, and you know, like, I mean, of course, you know, leave it to the experts. I mean, I'm no expert by any creed, but like when you leave it to them to do maybe like a backstory and and, um, you know, like a, a second story going on in the movie and they back and forth and back and forth so that you, you know, you actually grow love for the villain, then I think that that's, like, a great thing. I think they, they should do that because it's so iconic. Why should they not? Why should they not? I mean, look at the fan base. Look at the people who love the movies. Like, it's, I mean, they should replicate it. They should, mm-hmm. I think they really should replicate it.
1: Uh, yes, they should, because they could, like, do a backstory, like you're saying, like how Tom Poe became Tom Poe and who he fought to be champion and, you know, who taught Tom Poe. And, I mean, they could really do a whole a whole backstory, you know, just on that, because
0: in my mind,
1: in all movies, the uh, Sloan-Tom Poe battles were, classic, I mean, and I just, I hate, I hated the way that they ended the series, so I I absolutely hated that, so.
0: Yeah, I don't know much, I'll be 100% honest with you, I know that, like, um, you know, I've watched pieces and bits from the last bits of movies with Tong Po, you know, Sasha and all that. And I haven't, like, really seen them to the finality of it. But, like, I was telling Mohammed, I was saying, I think, like, if you created... Okay, the movie that came into my mind was uh, Mm -hmm. Australia with Mm -hmm. Hugh Jackman. Mm -hmm. How beautiful and how clear and how pure it was, like, just to see, like, a little child with his grandfather, like, jumping into the water and how it just just uh, how clarified it was like you got a sense of like understanding like this person's origin and this person's like way of life and I was thinking you should do something like that with Tong Po you should make like a pre-story a backstory, a preemptive of why this little person turned into such a ruthless thug you know what I mean like show this little Asian kid like jumping into a pool of water and show him, like, you know, going through kum- kumat How do you say it, Justin, Kumate?
1: Yeah, kumate.
0: Kumate classes. Maybe seeing something that happened in his life that was, you know, divisional and that was traumatic and show the backstory to this character because people love this character. It's iconic to them within their they're like for martial arts and they're like for Jean-Claude Van Damme movies. And so like show the backstory to this little character, show, show something brilliant, show something beautiful, show something to where the audience can see, oh my God, like this is why this person turned out this way. This is why he's angry. This is why he's naughty. This is why this, and, and, you know, like, and then bring it back, you know, to Jean-Claude and, and work it out like I think that this would be like a great thing and I have no experience but I just told Mohammed mm-hmm. this I was like and he's like do you think we should make like something you know like that was more than what it was and I was like yes <laughs> mm-hmm. but the only thing is, is is of course because Jean-Claude is so busy and of course it would have to you know it, ha- it would have to be something that he would want to do and something that would benefit his purposes. But I think the fans would love, love seeing him again with Muhammad. I think that they would love it.
1: Oh, absolutely, Melissa. And I want to share two more quick things uh, with you, and then I'll get your final thoughts so we can uh, we can wrap up the show. Um, uh, one, one thing that I thought would be funny that I would like to work on Muhammad with is like a uh, – it's like a uh, short film for um, anti-bullying in school. What I was thinking about doing is having me play like this disabled high school student, and you got these uh, three bullies that you know that's picking on me, and um, you know, and then I say, "Okay, guys, before we before we before we fight, can we you know at least talk this out?" You know, this ain't right, and blah, blah, blah. And then they'll say, no, we're going we're gonna to fight you. And then I'll be like something like, let me use my cell phone for a second. And then I would call. I'd be like, yeah, I, I talked to them. I tried to reason with them. And, you know, maybe maybe they'll see things your way. And then after I get off the phone, here you see Tom Poe to, to come out ready to fight these bullies. And then you'd hear a guy say, don't bully or Tom Poe may end up at your school.
0: So. <laughs> That's cute. So. <laughs> so. That's really cute. I'm sure Muhammad would love to do something like that. I know he would. Mm-hmm. He He really is 100%, like, I know people know him for being a, you know, rough riding, crazy, psychotic, glass looking, you know, Taiwanese person. <laughs> he, he's so loving and he's so he's so adorable. And he would love to do that. I'm pretty sure he would, because I even had someone from I think like India the other day that said, uh, Melissa Casey, will you? Uh, give a verbal message in the video saying why it's so important for women to take karate and to protect themselves. And when I talked to Muhammad about it, I'm like, Do you think I should do this? And he said, Well, he said, I think you should tell people they should treat people kind and they should be loving to people. And he's like, You shouldn't advocate violence. <laughs> he's so cute. <laughs> I'm like, You're Tong po. Like, like, he, like, freaking, oh, uh, I won't say the word, S
1: people up. And <laughs> in, 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 in licking, licking glass.
0: <laughs> I know. So he said, no, baby, I know I did these things with movies, but he's like, we need to teach people to be, to stick up for people who need help and to not do these bad things. And so I think that he would love doing that. Like, he, that's his message he really is like adorable, like that way. Like he, 100% true. Like Muhammad Kisi is is a loving, sweet human being. Like he's honest. He's. I'm not just saying this because he's my husband. Like he really is a sweet human being, like a loving, genuine person. So mm-hmm. anything, if you tell him to advocate, like not bullying and no to drugs, like, he, he'll, he he'll do it, he will love it.
1: Well, I, I, I think he would actually love my concept, because it's, it's kind of funny in a way, because in the end, you know, everybody pretty much knows who Tom Poe is, and, you know, nobody's going to want to fight Tom Poe, so, you know, <laughs> so. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, one th- one thing, one thing I wanted to share with you and my audience, and, um, of course you you already know this, but um, um as people probably know, I went for I went for a uh, scope procedure um, to see what was going on with me, which they figured out what was going on, and I got to see a surgeon to see if I need um, surgery on um, March sixth. well, you know even though it's just like a little you know scope thing, I had never had that done, so I was a little bit you know, I was a little bit nervous. I was I was talking to the um I was talking to the male nurse and you know, and um I I said I said, You guys better take care of me or you know, I know some very important people that can, you know, make you disappear and all I have to do is make one phone call <laughs> and um and I said I said, Don't worry if I'm unconscious to makes a phone call. I've got him on speed dial, so my mother can make the call. And he says, "So all do you know? I said, well, first of all, I said, have you ever heard of the movie Bloodsport? He's like, yeah, yeah, Frank Dukes. I said, Frank Frank is my instructor. And then I said, said, have you ever seen the movie Kickboxer? He says, yeah, Tong I said, Tong Po is a friend of mine, and um, all I have to do is call him up and say that I was, you know, mistreated and blah, blah, blah. And his his reaction, Melissa, was, holy shit, I don't want to end up in a wall. Please don't call Tong Po. I will make sure and tell these guys to take really good care of you.
0: So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's cute that's so, so cute
1: so, <laughs> and so, you know so, Muhammad yeah, would too so I mean that, that was that was hilarious and I said I I also threw in there I said I will even personally pay Muhammad's plane ticket just to get done what needs done if necessary
0: <laughs> <So>. <laughs> oh he so, is that way like as a wife, like looking at him, and he's like capable of doing all these things. and like, <gasps>
1: <brrr.
0: laughs> but the reality is, is he's such a little sweet baby. He's so sweet. Yeah, that,
1: so, that was yeah. yeah, that was just my way of being more of being more safe and and you know. Oh, kind
0: of course, of course.
1: You know, yeah. you know, you know, got got to crack jokes, you know. So.
0: so. Yeah, of course. Uh, so. No, he is funny like that. Like so, I'm sure he would love that. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: So, but um, but before before we end the show, Melissa, and you can take as much time as you need. And I I do appreciate you um being on the show and everything. And um, uh, do you have any um final uh, and this can be about anything. It can be about you. It can be about Tong Po. Um, do you have any final thoughts for my audience on the Justin Harvey Show?
0: I just think that what you're doing is amazing and brilliant, and I love you so much. As a person, I've got to know you. I've got to know you as a human being, and I can say that I'm so proud of you and the person you are. And your loving little mommy and when I look at your little brother's face like my heart overfills with love and joy and I know that you're doing something wonderful and great and me and Muhammad both love you so much and you have to know that there's so many people who talk to him and talk to me and you know say this and say that this that and the other but um we truly, truly, truly both, you're a friend in our life, and we love you so much, and we're so proud of you. And we thank you so much for being so strong and so loving and so sweet. And you literally, you're, you, you're the type of person that makes life beautiful, that makes life so affectionate and opens the heart. Mm -hmm. And what you're doing is phenomenal. So we both always, Justin, talk about you and revere you as our friend. And we love you so much. And thank you, thank you, thank you for everything you do, baby love.
1: See that, ladies and gentlemen, dreams do come true if you want them bad enough. And also, I want to say to my audience, one day, I will end up meeting my good friends Mohammed Kesey and Melissa Kesey and we're gonna get photos together and it's, it's gonna be beautiful and it's gonna be up on my Facebook and Twitter pages. So, I mean, that's, that's gonna be in the works. It's gonna happen one day. And um and I'd like to thank everybody for listening and that's a wrap.